Chapter 9 The Morning After Breakfast with Melissa and I, the morning after my nightmare, was... It was... It was awkward, to say the least. I just... I just couldn't look her in the eye, because... Because I just didn't know what to say. Like I said, it was awkward, and not just for me, but for Melissa also. I could tell. We just sat around the dining room table as I ate my butter-covered toast a morsel at a time, and as Melissa ate her bowl of cereal one flake at a time, while simultaneously holding and looking down at her mobile phone, both of us in relative silence, only periodically looking up and at one another for an instant at the most before returning our attention back to our individual breakfast. This was not how it was supposed to be between us. This was not how it used to be between us, not that long ago. What has happened to us? What is going on? And how is the wolf involved in all of this? In that dream, in that nightmare I had last night, the wolf came to me and basically told me that they were also within Melissa, and that one day she too would change into a wolf just like me. Is that why Melissa has been so withdrawn, secretive and moody recently? Was I like that when I was her age? I thought, though I already knew the answers to those internal questions. Why can't we just talk about what is happening? About what is going to happen? Why can't we... Why can't Melissa just turn to me and say, Mum, I think I'm slowly but surely turning into a werewolf. Then it was the time for us to part ways and head to our respective schools, the one where I was a teacher and the other where Melissa was a student. However, I just couldn't let Melissa out of my sight until I said something to her, just before she left the house. I don't know what is going on with you, but I can probably guess how you are feeling right now because, because I once went through what you are going through. The fear, the uncertainty, the uncontrollable emotions, the burning instincts that you feel rising and getting stronger, the indescribable dreams, the wild thoughts, the voices. Believe me, Missy, if you just talk to me and open up to me about all that you are thinking and feeling on the inside, then I can help you get through it all. I was almost in tears as I looked into Melissa's eyes. For a few moments there, Melissa said nothing at all. She just looked back at me with this look on her face that told me that she had a lot to say, but she didn't know where to start. After a couple of minutes, Melissa broke her silence as she said, Mum, I, I, I know you want to help, but, but what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, I, I need to get through alone. But believe me, if I thought that I couldn't get through it alone, that I would come to you. And I know that you would help me. 
But now is not the time, Mum. Just, just give me time. Please? Said Melissa, quietly with a smile, as she looked at me with a noticeable storm of emotions brewing behind her eyes. And at the same time, I could feel something else. Some kind of transference of knowledge over our silent but unbreakable connection that gave me a reason to feel more confident and optimistic in Melissa's response and her reaction to what was undoubtedly going to happen. I sensed in Melissa that something may already have happened. Perhaps, perhaps she has already changed. Maybe, maybe last night, my dream. Maybe that was not merely a dream. Maybe... Maybe what happened last night actually happened, at least in part. Maybe, maybe I should just trust in Melissa's judgment and believe that when the time to tell me everything finally arrives, she will open up to me unreservedly. I just kept looking at Melissa and considering all the possibilities until Melissa turned around, she opened the front door and then she left the house without saying another word. However, at that point, I don't think that there was anything more that could be said. I just continued to hold out hope that Melissa would one day come back to me.